welcome back to From the Backseat Football Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. Not going to lie, the setup is pretty poor today. We're just <laughs> sitting on the sofa with no microphone because we're in transition again. That's about it. That's the intro. We're talking about transfers and mm-hmm. football in general. It's not really about football at the moment, though. I've been watching the Ashes this week and been fully engrossed, so football can take a back burner, but the podcast can't. Jack's next to me with Heineken. Jack, how you doing? <laughs> I'm living the dream. Sunday sessions are a real thing. It's more relaxed format, you know. You lie down, it's less formal. It's nice. Couple beers. Couple beers, and hopefully this translates across the podcast. Otherwise, this could be... Yeah, I mean, there might be loads of background noise. We don't know. So I'm going to try and not fidget at all during this recording. Yeah. And hope that we don't lose any listeners based on the quality. Now... We have such an exciting agenda for you guys today. Yes. So, time recording is Sunday. England's just won this third, third test by three runs. <laughs> this isn't about football anymore. Three runs, three wickets. <laughs> Up in heading loose. Swashy Aussies, 2-1. All to play for in the Ashes. Amazing stuff. Jack, how do you feel? I feel blessed that I didn't get to watch it. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Only joking. It's about football. And actually, there is some football to go through. Last night, England under-21s have won the under-21 European Championship for the first time since, since a long time ago. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all just come home at once and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, we beat Spain. We've beaten Spain. Yeah. We've beaten Spain, which feels massive, actually. We haven't conceded a goal in five games during the tournament. Huge. Mate, genuinely, absolutely bossed the competition. Has anyone ever bossed the competition this badly? I don't know. Some good football as well. I mean, because it means we weren't behind in any game for a second. No, we've played some really good kind of modern, pacey football. Yeah, Our players football as well. Technically sound. Um, more than match Spain man for man. It was a bit of a crap game to be honest with you, but it's to be expected in such a you know a big game for such young for young players. Yeah, um, but they were relatively fearless. They went for it. They actually had shots beyond. You know, well, the arguably, first the first shot, and then just sat back. Then we dominated in the first ten, and arguably should have taken the lead with a bit more, a bit more ruthlessness and conviction up front. And then, as Spain do, kind of got into the game more of a rhythm. Um, and the, did you see the goal? The goal was just so jammy. Free kick from Curtis Jones, mate, the matchmaker. I can, I, can, I don't think you can really credit Curtis Jones. I'd say that. Curtis Jones. It's his just thirty thirty vision is the real, the real MVP here. Some might yeah, say no, everyone was looking left and he went right. It's unbelievable. Some might say it might have just bounced off him. Not me. Some might say that, and those people are Everton fans. No, those people are normal. Only Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> Only Liverpool fans are hyping it as some sort of. <laughs> I'd say it's basically generational. Liverpool basically brought this this trophy home. I'd say, <laughs> arguably. I don't know what he's doing there. He's not twenty one. <laughs> no, he's not. No, I'm not even sure how old he is. He might only be twenty two. I think he's twenty three. Who fucking knows? Anymore? Fraud. Fraud. He's been around for a while. Yeah. So he could be the new Loftus Cheek in a couple of years. Where we we keep talking about him as potential, and then you realise he's twenty six, and you're like, oh dear. He's definitely one of them. Yeah. Or like Jesse Lingard, where it's just I mean, like, he should look better in an under-21 format. <laughs> <laughs> he's with the real men's game, is where it really matters for Curtis Jones. And he's looked average there. But I'm not trying to piss off Liverpool fans in the first five minutes. He's had a good tournament. And is it is it is it a big step for England? I mean, you know what I think it is? I think, for the first time, the Premier League clubs are reaping all the money and just funneling it into the academies. And for the first time in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, we are seeing the impact of these amazing academies yeah. that we now have in place up and down the country. 
Because the players do look technically as good as Spanish players now. But that's the difference. Do you remember... So what happened was... Do you remember Greg Dyke came in as the new chairman of the FA? I do. And he said some pretty outlandish things, such as England will win the 2026 World Cup, I think he said. 2024 Euros, that was his goal. And he had a plan to get there. And he's bloody... He's actually nailed it. He's actually... He's, he's, he's delivered so far. We've had a couple of semi-finals, couple of finals with the men's team. The women have won the Euros. The under-21s have won the Euros. England men's team played the Euros next year and are one of the favourites. He's Could have he's, won the Euros 2021. He's transformed. He's transformed English football. Or has money transformed English football? Nah, because they set up all these new academies and this elite training academy for the elite youngsters as well to get them technically proficient. Because now they're good enough to actually get into the good teams. It's not just because they're English. They're actually fucking good as well. No, I'm saying, is it money? Yeah, it's money. So actually, they Greg Dyke's plan was money. <laughs> well, yeah, his plan was to actually spend the money in the right places rather than just piss it around. And I don't know. I don't know what we were doing before. No, I mean, grassroots football has come a long way. Yeah. And, you know, it's not I, just academies. That, it was that, money, though. They've but got yeah. Astro all up and down the country. Like, that's that's exactly a big push it. in grassroots football. There's but, a lot more like five-a-side football and small football. We basically just copied Brazil and Spain. We mm. were like, how are their players so technically good? They play on small pitches and they touch the ball a lot. We're like, okay, let's do that. That's what it is. And that makes sense. But it's money. I cannot stress <laughs> it's all down to money. And therefore, you know... All, all the rest of Europe will be looking enviously at the Premier League once again. Listen, and we're the Man City of European, European football, football. <laughs> and fucking deal with it, all right? I don't know, and Saudi Arabia came along. And we were like, no, you bastards, yeah, I dare you buy the band from the league. They're <laughs> 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 <was> such dickheads. <laughs> How dare they take the best players with money? I can't believe they're throwing money at it's Project just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny shit, actually. <laughs> We're so dumb. But if we look seriously at that under-21 squad, Trafford made a 97-minute penalty save, double save, to, to win the game. MVP Moving to of Burnley the tournament, from probably. 19 mil. Is that confirmed? It's pretty much confirmed, yeah. Because I was going to say, as a rogue, off-the-cuff, logical transfer, James Trafford to Old Trafford. There's no way City would ever sell to directly to United but I like the sentiment then you've got Levi Colwell who looks like he's going to be a generational centre back Yeah, he did give the penalty away granted but how does he feel about Chelsea I hear a lot of you ask <laughs> well judging by his Instagram live yesterday <laughs> night not very good if no. anyone's seen that video of him and uh, Madueke Madueke exclaiming that uh, he, they're both going to be at Chelsea he just he just pulls away He's like, get off me. Yeah, he pulls a face that says like, bro, don't do that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> do not out me like that. Yeah, Let me out of this club. It's safe to say Colwell doesn't fancy going back to Chelsea as it stands. Yeah. As it stands. He and hasn't you know had what? a proper chat with Pochettino yet. That he, may change things. He he looks like, because he's, he's a left-sided centre-back as well. They are a premium. Um, yeah. But he, he, he should be going into England team next year based off this performance from this tournament. If he has another good season at Chelsea... Why wouldn't he replace Harry Maguire on the left-hand side of the fence? I just don't know. Then I think got... we all know why, mate. Harry Maguire, he's done it in the big moments and he will get one more <sighs> tournament. Nah. Maguire's played like less football than I have this season. It's crazy. <laughs> so, there's no way he will be in a squad next yeah. year. Levi Colwell to Liverpool. VVD's long-term replacement. Let's get it. Good to see it happening. Van Dijk just turned 32 and he mm. looked pretty bad last season. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And then midfield, Angel Gomez looked really good. 
Cole Palmer looked dangerous. Anthony Gordon looked good up front. Anthony Gordon looked really good. good. There's a lot of good players. And I do think, going forwards, our England squad might get better and better, to be honest with you. It does look really good. I remember we had that generational under-17s team that won the World Cup. There was a lot of players in there who looked good. Admittedly... Phil Foden. Phil Foden. But there's also Rianne Brewster, Dom Solanke. So it didn't, didn't go so well for some of them, but... It's pretty clear that all of our youth teams are up there, the best in the world now. Oh, and that wasn't clear before after last night. It's absolutely clear. So well done to the lads. Really done the country proud. I was a big fan of the football that we play. Lee Carsley deserves a lot of credit. Um, he does. Was that his first tournament? I think it was. I think so. I think he's a relatively new coach. I didn't feel like he made a lot of sense as manager because he feels so old school. Lee Carsley yeah. feels like... Well, Lee just... Carsley's part of that Everton under Moisey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. fill me with loads of confidence, but he's actually done very well. So, hold my hands up. You can't judge a book by its cover. No. I don't think you can put any shade. He's brought it home. Yeah. And that is the blueprint, lads. Future England manager. It. And arguably, going to Euros next year, we have one of the most exciting squads going at the moment. The front three of Rashford, Kane and Saka. Yeah. Midfield's absolutely stocked. Bellingham will have an entire season playing in Madrid to yeah. become the best player in the world. Yeah, bring a bit of that class to midfield. Declan Rice behind him, also having a blinder for Arsenal. Hopefully Colwell will be better. Yeah. Short the defence. Trent will be a midfielder, so we saw that problem. Yeah. No. I mean, next. Fixed it. Yeah. Fixed it. We should win it next year. So there you go. It's coming home. It's all coming home. It's all coming home. It's finally happening. We happens. won't know what to do with ourselves. The rest of Europe and, and the rest will be quaking in, in, in that trail. Right. <laughs> Moving on to. Mbappé, Mbappé, yeah. Mbappé. We're crossing the Channel Tunnel. Let's be honest, he's a problem. <laughs> he's a problem as a player. Project Mbappé is going horribly wrong yet again. It's just another summer at PSG and just another summer of Mbappé. Really? That's what, three years in a row now he just does this? He just... He's, he's actually borderline becoming a bit of a problem player for himself. I just don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is it just because he's French? Oh, that's a broad sweeping statement. No, but you know, like, like I feel like in France, there's a lot more patience for the kind of diva side of it. Do you think so? I mean, they did have Nicolas Anelka, who Le was Stroke. affectionately... Le Sulk. Le Sulk. Le Sulk. Affectionately known as Le Sulk. And William Gallas, who was affectionately well, do you remember known the as... whole... Ben- I mean, this this isn't really comparable, but the Benzema blackmailing Valbuena situation. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's always a little bit of... From, yeah, historically the French squad His, will histronics just, involved. It will in implode football. every now and again, which is interesting. And Mbappe is so unbelievably good, and he was so good so young that he could just be a terrible human being at this point. It could have all gone. I to don't his think head. he's terrible. I think he's just a very uh, astute businessman, to be honest. Like he, he, he seems to leverage his position well in most. So situations. far, he's got everything he's wanted. And, yeah. uh, you know, next he, he's not going to get started in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to put it down now, despite what, what the, the president's saying at PSG. Who's going to buy him? Madrid can't afford him and he doesn't have to go. Put him on the bench for a year. You know, like, yeah. that's the best that they can hope for, I reckon, if they really want to lay down line. As if they're going to keep Mbappe on the bench all season. You know, he knows that. So... He's such a... He's, oh, he's in such a strong position. Now Messi's got a Neymar's being linked with exits and they have touted Neymar a little bit. His position is so strong. That's why he's just aggressing the fuck out of them right now. So, he's going to get another double contract for one more year, I reckon. We're going to pull up some quotes from Mbappe that has caused all this controversy. Bear with me. Right. So, in an, in an uh, interview with L'Equipe, the French publication, 
He Do you know what Lakeep means, by the way? Well, the team. That makes sense, right? It sounds a lot more eloquent as Lakeep. So he called PSG a divisive club, which tends to <laughs> attract gossip. Direct quotations. Wow. The France captain responding to a question about whether people now trivialise his performances, and he responded by saying that playing for PSG does not help. <laughs> Mbappe also suggested that PSG had perhaps reached a glass ceiling <laughs> with regard to their lack of success in the Champions League, suggesting it was a question that needs to be answered by those who build the team. Bloody hell. Like, how crazy is that? Like, your player is... That is scandalous. That's so right. scandalous. Sell him yeah. immediately. You can't have that. I mean, everything he said is true. And that is... He's, you know, is it? His finger is on the pulse, generally. Is he not responsible a little bit for PSG's failures? As the, as I, the, as the main man? Nah, he's delivered... Pretty, he has to be pretty fair. well in most of I the feel like moments. he's been let down more often than not he's by been let down him. by everyone else yeah okay but I still I still feel coming out like that that is know, scandalous though that is there's only one way that's going to end which is it's not he is good. engineering an exit but there is nowhere to land currently with his current demands because he's he's the kind of player who's going to ask for close to a mil a week realistically isn't he I, that might even be what he's on now I think it is I think so I don't think anyone apart from City could afford that but oh, that's a horrible thought. He could go to Man City because uh, Mares and Bernardo Silva are being linked away. Nah, I don't think he would go. Not with Haaland there, mate. He plays off the left, Haaland through the middle, Foden on the right. Oh, oh dear! Oh Jack Anyway, six Paris Saint-Germain players have complained to the club president Nasser Al Khelaifi. Do they know that Kylian Mbappe is also the sporting director so he can just sack them? <laughs> he's actually the owner. It's like, you know, yeah. he's like the boss that wears a mask and just this dark room. <laughs> you know when people go into like um, Starbucks and like, can I speak to the manager? And you're like, yeah, sure. I'm yeah. the manager. They like turn around to a yeah. dark thing. Like, <laughs> That's Mbappe right now. Yeah. But I mean, part of me thinks he's done those comments to engineer a move away, to make it untenable for him to stay. And the fact that six Paris Saint-Germain players have now put a complaint in you know, like, he's forcing the issue. Yeah. Isn't he? He's it could be a good thing hand. for them to finally get rid of this. But who's going to pay the 150, 200 mil that they want? Well, nobody. Nobody. Well, exactly. So that it's not good for them. In the long term, it could be, it could be a good wake-up call for them. Yeah, but they're going to look weak if they let them go for, like, 60 mil. 60 mil? Who, who can afford 100 mil? Chelsea, Chelsea will put in a 150 mil bid. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, he's going Chelsea. Why not? What, the pot? She hates pot. She's already had pot. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's City's the only club that can afford him then. That'd be that. Or Manchester good. United, maybe, if they get their oh, Qatar yeah. money. Come on, Stan. Give Barcelona us will probably offer Ansu Fati four mil and, you know, nah, probably 10% offer, of yeah. their future revenue for 50 years. They'll probably offer like five mil season for the next 20 seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barcelona have got one more level they can pull, I'm sure. <laughs> Mbappe, yeah, they can find something. Yeah, to look down the uh, side of the sofa, isn't that? No, I, I, I honestly don't know where. I mean, I think PSG. I don't know if these quotes are actually real, but they say in the next two weeks they need to have the situation resolved, whether that's selling him. I don't blame them. It's a massive distraction, and it will just rumble on. It'll be one of them. Yeah, I've seen some nice rumours about Arsenal, and I can't help but feel that Arsenal get a bit carried away with their transfer window. Yeah, these journalists are. They, they realise we're the most reactionary fan base so they just, yeah. they just and it's like actually no you know what you guys are just bitter like you're getting linked with what nothing right no we're not getting linked with anyone exactly. at the moment once upon a time you were the links to Mbappe but that's, it should have been me done, <laughs> done. <laughs> we're the most attractive project in, in English football now yeah and speaking of Arsenal let's talk about it it's confirmed Rice to Arsenal 
been rooming for like the last off. four days. Hats off to you. You did but it. I didn't do it. Big up Edu Gaspar. Big up the Cronkers. And big up Arteta for making that happen. I mean, it, it sounds like they've had this plan since January. Sounds like we've tapped him up proper by him going to Arteta's house as well, which seems like really... Everyone gets tapped up. Yeah, I know, but it was illegal You get caught you don't. It is illegal. But also, realistically, is there any point... Let's Okay, let's take another example. You're trying to buy Harry Kane. We'll get onto that. If you spend the entire summer trying to negotiate with Daniel Levy, and then when you speak to Kane, he goes, man, I don't want to fucking move anyway. What was the point? You have to speak to the player before and see if they actually fancy it. It's logical. Yeah, I get it. So the but I just, that makes sense. You have to know if he actually I just remember, move. as an Arsenal fan, when Ashley Cole ran to Chelsea, he got tapped up. And like, massive uproar. You know, like, ethics. And like, 20 years later, they talk to the player camp first now. Because, yeah. as you say, they need to check if he even wants, like, Harry Kane Arsenal has fans were just upset. Cool. That's all it was. It was big hullabaloo. Well, I think once upon a time, it was probably... But in this day and age, it's, it's just a different... It's probably part of the Mate, negotiations. It's, it's, how can you track who's sending who a DM here and there, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. And on players on like international accounts be taffing up all the time. Like, yeah. I'm sure Saka and Ramsdale have been in, in Declan's ear. Exactly. Agent Hendo and Trent yeah. were going in big on Bellingham for about a year. Yeah. But I want to give props to the Cronkers, because long have they been the villains of Arsenal. I don't believe. Um, and... I understand it's, it's probably bullshit because I don't know where I've got this information from other than Mars, <laughs> that the Cronkers are basically giving us a, a very very kind of good terms loan for us to afford this is that is that what's going on right now mm-hmm. because I have noticed that Arsenal have outspent basically everyone now apart from mm-hmm. Man United and City and you know the situation yeah. with those two well recently Cronkers feel like they've stepped up in all of their sporting organisations you'll, you'll see that the Denver Nuggets have just won the uh, really the NBA thing, the what's it called? The NBA thing. What's the what's the end of the just they won the NBA? Is, don't, is that don't, it? Don't bring me into this. I have no idea either. I don't know. Well, they they won the big thing in the NBA, <laughs> and not too long ago, you may remember the Los Angeles Rams. Won I like the, uh, you're trying to make reference to Won I, the NFL. I, I mean, this is pretty basic stuff, isn't it? I'm just saying they won the Super Bowl. That's all. Fair. But the Rams, obviously, traditionally, it's different in America though, because you have to remember that's like franchise sports, and they have the they There's have no the, relegation. What's the thing where they get the the, the draft, college draft the systems? Draft. Yeah, it's actually a much fairer way out there, and it means that you get a diverse amount of winners, and people don't monopolize it. But it is. But we've decided to we've decided and win. Yeah, and exactly. Which is interesting and ironic that America have a much fairer system. In place. Apparently, they are starting to dabble though. They're starting to give away small percentages of teams now. They really, yeah, it's right. happening slowly. Anyway, my point is, the Ronkers, in what feels like recent times, have really started to push for their sporting organisations to win, whereas before they were happy just to maintain. I think even their hockey team, I don't know anything about NHL, hockey team won the the hockey cup. So you, you feel like Arsenal, well, you're hoping that there's a pattern there. Well, That's what I'm getting from you. The rumour is that Josh Cronker, where's Stan Cronker, Josh Cronker's the son, Stan Cronker has taken no interest really in just pushing Arsenal other than mm-hmm. you know making money. Josh Cronker is very much more on board and has a much bigger presence within the day to day of Arsenal and works much more closely with Richard Garlick, Edu, and Arteta. Yeah, we saw that in the documentary though. We saw him yeah. actually come in and actually try and try and yeah get to know everyone. It does make a difference when the owners actually give a shit, even if it looks cringy. It does wear you down. Yeah, no, it does. And, you know, we laughed two, three years ago when he said, you know, good things are coming. But here we are. Like, we are maybe at this very moment, mate, the second most attractive project in, in the UK. Your team is unbelievably, like, everything's so positive. Well, did you right see, now. we're the second team behind Man City to have a team worth over a billion. 
value. So you say we spent five, I think about 508 mil we spent. But if the team is now worth a billion, then that's money well spent, isn't it? Yes. You know, our team is... Yes, you just haven't brought any money in in the short term. Your no. cash flow is, should be terrible. And it probably is. And FFP should lines, be on the line, but... If it wasn't for these loans from the Cronkers with very favourable terms, then we wouldn't be in Because you, you've sold pretty well. diabolically. Your buying's been very good, but your selling's been awful. Hasn't. It's only been good post... After that season with Nicolas Pepe... The last two years have been good. Last two years. Three, two, three years. So that's like three, Since Ben windows. White's come in, that, that summer... And Tommy Asu, it's like okay, yeah, these these are decent signings. Like, yeah, the profile's right. They're good players. They all fit. And this continuation of that, Declan Rice, Havertz, and Julian Timber. If we don't bring anyone else in and keep Partey, great summer, great summer. Oh, all unbelievable! Right you just upgraded loads of stuff, refreshed it, upgraded it. It looks way better. The team looks so nice on paper now. Saliba signed a new four-year contract. Unbelievable. I think everyone's tied down to contracts now. There's no lingering doubts. No, all the key players. Everyone's that you're locked keep, down. Yeah. Uh, admittedly I do see a scenario where in a couple of years if you drop out again you're going to be in a bit of, bit of trouble Yeah, because a lot of these contracts are fucking massive for people of that age some of the biggest contracts I've ever seen given to like 21, 22 year olds that's the only thing but for now don't need to worry about that like Saka's is what 250? we gave us on Aubameyang 350k a week yeah but they were like at the peak you knew that that was their last big contract yeah what happens to Saliba in like two years when you want to renew him and he's already on like 200k a week 300k a week and then you know who knows where Saliba's going to be in two years if he carries on the trajectory, though? Yeah, true. It's just there is a slight risk that you might have gone a bit too big. I don't think so. Let's see. I think every player we've given a big contract to, based on previous year's performance, deserve it. They do. And there's no obvious sign that they may go down, I think. Unless they drop off for the face of the earth. But I just don't see Saka dropping off. I don't see Martinelli dropping off. They're not the characters to drop off. Like I've seen, an, we've seen enough of them to know that they only go in one place. And I think under Arteta, there's just a belief. I don't think if it wasn't for Arteta, you're right. I think it would be a risk. But I think under Arteta, honestly, like the, the belief is that it's only going to, it's going to at least maintain the level that we were at last season. We're certainly not just going to drop off. You, you've just gone for it. You've gone for it. You've committed for it. So far, it's working really well. You, yeah, you've doubled down now. So if it works well, it'll be a genius, a masterstroke. We just have to wait and see because if Saka gets injured and then he never returns the same. Fuck me, you're tied up in a horrible contract. Ah, it's all ifs and buts, mate. I love, I love, I love the clutch. It's ifs and buts. I love this clutching from. uh, It's ifs and buts from people. I mean, ifs and buts. That's the thing. Is it must, it must. But right now, it looks so good. The team looks so good. And Jurian Timber, one of the most progressive ball-playing defenders. It's a bloody dream team, mate. It's a bloody dream team. It actually is a dream team. I can't wait for the start of the season. (laughs) I can't wait. That's even forgetting Kai Havertz, who are they all Arteta signings now, apart from Martinelli? They are, aren't they? In the starting eleven, you'd imagine. They're all Arteta signings now. Yes. Yes, they are. Apart from Martinelli. Fucking good work. And he's not given either now with Trossard and Reese Nelson. Although, yeah, Martinelli's still holding that down. So, yes, it's it's a great summer. Right, Kai Havertz as well. Six foot four. Got to say, I'm still like, hopefully it comes good. He's replacing, he's got big shoes to fill. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But Kai Havertz, left side of centre mid. I expect it to be like Frank Lampard late runs into the box for the cutbacks. I'm unconvinced. I think he's rubbish, but we'll see. 
It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I believe that Hugh also thought he was rubbish until he started becoming an Arsenal player. And now he's trying yeah, to. He just looks so good in an Arsenal kit. I'm like, I'm back this guy. Back this guy. He looks like he's going to be a good Arsenal. Oh, player. I've seen some awful posts on social media, which has made me really hate it. Just like you know, when people get carried away, and you know that these people who post it are probably ten years old. Yeah. So you have to allow it. They're like, have you seen Havertz is sitting next to like Martinelli? Oh my god, their chemistry is already there, and you're like, kill me. Kill yeah, me but football now. Twitter is just a weird place, bro. Yeah, I know. Football Twitter is maybe one of the darkest places in the world. And these... It's just... It's too much. It's sickening me. These guys need to get off the internet and touch some grass every once in a while. <laughs> they do. They do. Because yeah. some of the posts are the most cringe-inducing posts. Like, football Twitter is wrong. But also the best place to get immediate information. So... It is. It's, it's a bit of a cesspit. I mean, a moving bit. us forward... We move forward? Well, we there's more? one more person I'd like to talk about before we move on to blah, 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 blah. Which is Big Granite has left for 21.5 mil, 25 million euros. RIP. It's only right that me, as his biggest super fan, have a quick word for him. Right. Before you start, let's just make sure we've queued in some sort of sad music for this thing in the editing room. Real mournful stuff. Okay. This is a eulogy. I don't know where I'm going to find that sad music, but we'll, we'll, we move. I'll find something. Yes. Granite, it started out horrendously. Let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> there have been some serious lows. My faith never wavered. I'm so happy that it was vindicated in the last season. You leave pretty much an Arsenal legend, if not an Arsenal icon. And you leave with all the good intentions of every Arsenal fan, which no one ever thought would be, happen- would be possible after 2019 against Crystal Palace when you told us to fuck off and you got booed off at the home pitch at the Emirates. So, Granite, you deserve to leave your head held high and you leave with the highest regards, especially from me. And yeah, I hope you go smash it at, at, at Leverkusen on that five-year contract. No wonder you left. I get it. Five-year contract? Security. No, By no. the way, that deal was ridiculous. You scammed them. They've spent probably their entire summer budget on Granit Xhaka. Five-year contract? You must be. You know what it was? I think we basically were like, shit, you know what? We're actually undervaluing our players. Like We're one of the best teams in the world right yeah. now. There's no way we should be letting them leave after a season like that. So 25 million euros, but then again, it's probably, it's probably amortised over the five years. So it's five minutes a season for them. And I think he'd be worth it. Like, it's not five his game mil season, not... though, is it? Plus his salary. Like, it's going to be like 10 mil season, probably. Well, nice. 50 mil on Lever- Leverkusen's probably not. Oh, yeah. You said about anyone, like, Naby Keita, how much are you spending in? Oh, yeah, let's not talk about that. Well, there you go. It's good value, then, isn't it? So, <laughs> there you go. Granit Xhaka, my moment's over. Sad music, stop. Cool. Moving on to Dominic. Dominic Dom Big Dom Big Dom Big Dom Big handsome Dom AKA KDB 2.0 He looks good He looks good He looks good Full disclosure Hugh and I have not really We didn't know a lot about him So Friday we watched the YouTube highlights Yes We watched all Bundesliga goals and assists and can now confirm I can only speak for myself but I think the general consensus was pretty fucking good Pretty good Pretty good. <laughs> Scores quite a lot of good goals. Scores he, goals. He's got a very nice technique when it comes to yeah. like outside of the boot finishing, weirdly. I think he's one of those players. He just hits the ball really well. He's one of those players in Europe that like everyone knows or has heard of, although probably never watched. Mm-hmm. You know? He's got one of those names. And I think I think he I think he's gonna be a really good addition to Liverpool's midfield. I think he's got a good passing range. I think he'll probably sit a bit deeper than McAllister and just, you know, like ping long balls. Bit of a metronome kind of player. Fabinho obviously right at the back but him and McAllister between them it's that should be the midfield revamp done in my opinion yeah it's a very interesting revamp because historically 
we've had very hard-working, very high-functional midfields where they're just all James Milner, basically. That's their role. So they play within themselves. Like Van Aldum, he was playing within himself the entire time, a disciplined role. So I wonder what this new version looks like. I hope we don't limit these two new incoming players and like ask McAllister to basically just be, yeah, just run around and do short passes. I think they're all pretty... If, McAllister presses. If, yeah, but if we unleash Zwozlo and McAllister... We're going to be a very gung-ho team again, very rock-and-roll football again, because suddenly we've got five attackers, basically, who can score goals and assist goals instead of just three, which is interesting. I feel like we're going to be horribly exposed again, but I suppose if we're going to be exposed, we might as well try and outscore them. That seems to be the mantra. So I'm intrigued by it, and he does look really good. I can't tell 60 mils too much, or just right, or not enough. I guess time will tell, but... Well, I'm pretty it, was, happy it. it was the release clause, wasn't it? So yeah. you pay what you pay. It's I feel like probably on the punchy side, but I mean, YouTube's a terrible barometer to measure anyone by. Yeah. It's, but it's one of those ones where he's got to pass the eye test, really. Any midfielder who comes into Liverpool can get like six or seven goals and six or seven assists in a season is a massive upgrade. We've tried to buy that player many times in the it's not arts, even goals and assists. Navigator, mate. you just need to re- regain control of midfield. Yeah, but it's no, but it's also that it's like just just being a threat. It takes the attention off Salah. You can just triple mark Salah in most games because you know that Henderson's not going to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so what true, I mean? So true. So it's like if you have that other threat to worry about, it frees up everyone else in front of him as well. And it's so important. And we've tried so many times to buy this role, and we failed every time under Klopp. Mm-hmm. It's the only role we've never nailed down. You know, you know what I do that, hate like number eight about this is that even after dropping 105 mil in the Eastern midfield, Liverpool fans are still crying about FSG. I can't believe that, to be honest. Honestly, Liverpool fans are really wet. Where Arsenal fans are like painfully annoying, Liverpool fans are just painfully pessimistic. Nothing's yeah. ever good enough for you, lot. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, 105 mil spent, but Arsenal spent 200. It's just like, guys, shut up. <laughs> yeah, cry less. Grow a pair. I mean, end of the day, all we need to do is buy a good young centre-back. Colwell. Bellum Kotchap, Colwell, perfect. One of them, and we're done. That's good. I'm happy. I think 105 mil going into Europa League season, you can't complain. No, and also, do we really want to buy a whole new midfield in one summer? Is that? That's not a thing. Nothing's ever good you enough. Know? And if you actually look at the squad, we've got fucking eight midfielders now. Eight senior midfielders. So I think overall, cry less Liverpool fans. I'm excited for it. And roll on Levi Colwell to Liverpool. And then we're done. Let's go. Cool. Love that. When we're back, we're going to speak about some other stuff. I felt wrong. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I forgot what we were doing. Welcome um, back from the break from the back seat. Welcome back from the break from the back seat. Sounds like a rap. Yeah. Um, we're, going, bars. we're going into Man United territory now. Not our, not our natural favourite subject, but uh, a lot's been going on there recently. Yeah, so Glazers still aren't selling. What's no, gonna, no, no what change you, there. What's your gut saying there? I think they're not going to sell. <laughs> no, no it's, just, it's just to get a rough valuation on the club. Is that, you reckon that's what it is? I was wondering, what's the point of them going through this long process? I reckon it was just to get a valuation. Just to see what would be offered so yeah. they can make a decision in five years' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes, I reckon so. That sounds like the Glazers, to be fair. And also, just, just to let everyone know they're still about, put their head up, get a bit of press, yeah. and then be like, right, see you later, lads. 
Fair bastards. They're fucking awful, aren't they? <laughs> Bloody bastards. They're actually leeches. They're actually terrible. They, Man United fans, Man United, Man United fans can't complain about a lot of things, but the Glazers, I accept that one. They are pretty abject. They are out of the big six. They are, believe it or not, the worst owners. Yeah, even worse than Levy. Yeah, I think because Daniel Levy doesn't take a hundred mil out of the club every year, even though he's not the owner. You know what I mean? Mm. They just milk it. That's all they do. No, no, no. They couldn't give a fuck about sporting. Man United could have so much more potential if they weren't there. Well, it's just things like their facilities, for example. Yeah, They're crazy. All that the money upgraded. All the money they could upgrade it is just being taken as dividends. You look at City, year. like they have since they got bought in two thousand and nine. Their academy is like state of the art. By the way, like, they invest in the right things. Quick tangent: Are Southampton becoming Man City's latest acquisition? Right. So I was looking into this, and Joe Shields is the link. Joe Shields was, I think, he was the head of my academy football at City, and he's. To be director of football, sporting director at Southampton. Because Southampton are yeah, buying every just, youngster. He has the ins and outs on all the best youngsters. I see. And a good relationship with City. And obviously, buyback clauses are being included as well. So Because it is a bit sus. It feels like Southampton are a bit of a feeder club for City right now. But right, then City has never activated. Didn't serve them that well, did it last Ow, year? Give it time, mate. It's year one of the projects. Well, they've gone down. That's probably best. They're shit anyway. Yeah. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't the young players' faults. They were the good ones. Anyway. Tangent over. David De Gea leaves Man United. Now we need to talk about this because it's actually disgraceful what happened to De Gea, I think. What, why would you say that? Do you know what... Um, sorry, got distracted by BBC Sport. Do you know what happened? They offered him a contract and then they pulled out and then gave him another one and reduced terms. Mm, that stinks, nice. doesn't it? That's great. That stinks, that. I guess you're the longest serving player. Deserves a bit better than that. Especially it? someone who's bailed you out through the the yeah. bleak years the bad years I think the general consensus is the right time for him to move on but there's a right way to do there's it there's a right way to do it and they shouldn't to, have yeah. given him the contract in the first place they well, should have just said listen bro it's a natural conclusion enjoy your last few games we'll give you a great send off and that'll be it Rather yeah, than like, not really even a send off no just sad yeah it's a bit of a whimper isn't it and he just puts out a social media post thanks everyone yeah could be like Koulibaly leaving after a year it was the same sort of fanfare it's just, yeah very little. Very little. Very classless from a, such a classy club, they say. So They say. <laughs> all signs point to that not being true these I mean, days. did you even see the Marcus Rashford debacle? No. Oh, this is so cringe. Especially from Marcus PR Rashford. Fucking, his Instagram post, Say Goodbye to Dave, it starts off with, caption ideas, colon, and then proceeds to his actual caption. Oh my God. So it's just like, oh mate, like, <laughs> such a shit show. Jesus. I know, I know, I know. It's been amended now, but there's still, there's still receipts on Twitter if you want to have a look. <laughs> of course there are. He's suspended comments on the, on the post as well, so it's just cringe. <sighs> just cringe. Someone got fired for that. Have to, mate. Caption ideas, colon. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That's, that was done at such a late time, like 9pm at night, a little copy-paste yeah. jobby. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Jesus. It's embarrassing all round. So yeah, David De Gea, I don't know, he does, he does deserve a lot more, but he's a goalkeeper living in the wrong era right now. He is. Yeah, it was the right time to go. I think towards the end of the season, there was too many fuck-ups on his part as well. Like He doesn't have a lot of options either on the table. Allegedly, the only options he has are shock Saudi Arabian clubs. As as do everyone, I would, I'm just going to throw it out there. Any half-decent player probably has an offer from a Saudi Arabian club, especially those that are available. At the moment, like Will Saha's got a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm sure others do. It makes sense, you know. They're looking yeah. for good talent, and if the offers are not forthcoming, hey, 
Here's a great one with triple anything yeah. else you're going to get. Big names. Yeah. Big paydays. I mean, it makes more sense than not if you're David. But I yeah. still think he could go Juve. Or maybe replace Onana, who, coincidentally, is looking like a purple panel who we spoke about last pod. Seems to be getting everything right this summer. Have have confirmed that he is going to move to United. So yeah, purple panel said it's happening. So Therefore United it's fans, happening. it's on. Here we go. Here Onana we go. to Manchester United is we on. go here. And so does Onana. <laughs> Sorry, I think I think he's trademarked, isn't he, for British Show? So oh shit. Sorry. Oh dear. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sue us, Fab. <laughs> um, but yeah, Onana, quality keeper. He was brilliant in, in the uh, the final against yeah. Chelsea. Inter have actually done some crappy business there because they picked him up on free and they'll get a good fifty mil. He failed him. drug test, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough about it to know what it was. But end of the day, mate, pretty minor. I reckon they're all on PDs anyway. I yeah. think you're more unlucky to get caught. I mean, like we've all seen the footage of Man City on the tube, Man City squad. No, what? Taking snus. Is Edison? We'll never know. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that was, yeah, that was a nicotine pouch. Oh, okay. Bang on the snus. Test him. No, they all are. They're all on it. We should speak about it, actually. It's prevalent. All the young kids are doing it as well, because the foreign kids come over. What, the snus? Yeah, cheeky nicotine pouch. I've, I've had it a couple of times. The with snus them. is horrible. I've actually used it playing cricket when they made me bowl open. Really? Josh was like, have some of this, mate. So I had that. It's pretty grim. I, it was nice at first, but I'm not used to that amount of nicotine intake. And I'll tell you what, no. I started retching in field. Really? I had to pull it out and be like, I had to compose myself. I'm not going to lie, all teenagers who are getting involved with snus and vaping, there's no hope for you. No. You're, you guys are going to have rotten teeth and gum disease by you, 30. You're doomed. Yeah. You are doomed. And if you have no teeth at 30, no one's going to hire you, mate. You crazy, crazy. No, well, they'll just go turkey and get some new ones. Oh, so true. It's always a fix for everything these days, you know. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything properly. No. Well, we are the generation. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Old man tangent over. Jesus, that what were we talking about? Onana. Onana. What's my name? Um, so he's. <laughs> oh no! Come on! Oh god! That was sorry. Did we mention we've got Shearer here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's going to be a quality signing, and he's definitely going to play more as how Ten Hag wants him to play. He's a good goalkeeper. He's a good I really goalie. like him. He's a good goalie. I was so... really impressed with him in the final. To be fair. I never knew like what level he was, if he was just quite good, very good or world class. He's definitely in that sort of very good, could be up there with top 10 best keepers in the world. He's very good, but he's also very good with his feet. And that's almost more important than being a keeper these days. Yeah. But he's extremely good at both, basically. Yeah. So, David De Gea just looks out of place right now, out of date, unfortunately. He needs to find a club that face a lot of shots, basically. But there's no fucking way he's going to go to like Southampton or something. I Atletico still... feels like a good match for him, but they've got a black. Exactly, there's <laughs> just absolutely no chance of him moving there. But that would be the perfect one. No, I think like Juve, some Italian club will pick him up. Excuse me, goodness yeah. me. I think an Italian club will pick him up on a free. I just do. But if not, Saudi's good backup in it. So, Man United fans, I'd like to pose a question to you. Do you want to see Dean Henderson given the number one jersey, finally? Because that rumour has just not happened. I've just heard a resounding no up there <laughs> from all the Mancunians. I just don't see why not, though. Every time he plays for another club, he's he pretty good. rubbish, isn't he, for Dean? I think he's good. I think he's good. No, you're... You're doing a whole Ian Eacho thing again, wait. 
You, you see him have one good game at third and you're like, he's good. <laughs> you have to understand, when he plays for Forrest, he gets about 20 shots at him and he saves about 13. He looks good. You put him in a team like United, he looks rubbish. It's possible. We've, we've, we haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying. We haven't fucking seen it. I'm just yeah, surprised that that hasn't even been floated as an I option. think, do you remember his comments he made before he joined Forrest again online? Do you think that was that, Burns Bridges? I think so. I mean, Ten Hag seems to be a bit of a ruthless man because he said, you know, I love Dave, I want to stay, gone. I love Harry Maguire, he's captain and he's important, he's going. Dean you know, Henson, but, if I'm being honest, feels like very much a Tottenham goalkeeper. Well, they've just signed that Italian fella. Well, they've missed the boat. At the end mm. of the day, he's homegrown. He's, I think he's good. I might be wrong. He's surely no worse than any other England keeper. Let me tell you who's fuming in all of this. David Raya. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fucking full Pogba or Graeme Seamus. Pogba and all of this. Well, David Raya, since January, he's been linked with Tottenham for a move. Yeah. And <laughs> Brentford like, no. <laughs> 40 mil or bust. And they've gone and bought some Italian wonder kid. So where's David go now? He's going to have to go back to Brentford, isn't he? Oh, I love that. That's so awkward. That's what happens, That's mate. That's so awkward. That's what happens when you put your eggs in one basket and it doesn't yeah, work well, out. As long as you try and force your move too voiceforcely, is that it could go tits up and you yeah. should have to see the manager again. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, all, all that will happen is he'll just sign new contracts on slightly less terms than he wanted. Yeah, but he wants... Well, to, to presume... As I've said many times, a move to Tottenham is not Champions League football. It's irrelevant. Either hold out for a better move or stay at Brentford. Don't move from ninth to eighth, then go, oh, can't wait to play in the top four. Like, uh, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Tottenham fans, I'm just going to say it. I well, why is Christ say they want to go Chelsea? Because Chelsea will happen. Chelsea actually gets shit done in the end. Yeah, but why, why would he want to go from from sixth to twelfth? Yeah, but that's... that. I'd say moving to uh, Spurs... That, uh, that, that. Exactly. That's very childish of you. <laughs> <laughs> moving to Spurs would be like moving to like Atlanta or something, as opposed to moving to like Milan when they finish 10th, you know? It's just different. They'll be back up there. What's different between Spurs and Chelsea now? Chelsea will be up there competing next season, more likely How'd than you Spurs. Know that? Why? Because they always do. That's their history. They always end up competing. That was their Roman history. Now they've got their Dodger history. Spurs have no history of competing at the top bar like one or two seasons. <laughs> There's no evidence at any point that Tottenham will be up there. The way I view it is Tottenham have the best stadium in Europe versus Chelsea's little sandbox. Oh, that's great. That's great for them. West Ham have a nice stadium. No, they don't. That's the Olympic Stadium, mate. Dog shit, the Olympic Stadium. It was the greatest stadium in the world at one point. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was the Olympic Stadium. State of the art. It's fucking amazing. Oh, mate. I mean, they've got a favourable lease on that. But, I mean, the fans are too, too, too far away from the pitch. It can't be good for football. Anyway... Mason Mount has moved to Man United. And <laughs> no, you didn't answer my point. No, no, no. Sorry, Mace. We're going back. We've got time. Have we got time? No, we don't have time. <laughs> We've got loads of time. No, we don't have time. So tell me why Kaiseido to Brighton makes sense, but... Kaiseido to Brighton? David Raya to, to Tottenham Dunn. Do you mean Kaiseido to Chelsea? Kaiseido to Chelsea, sorry. Kaiseido to Chelsea makes more sense because A, they have a better manager. Two, they have more money. Money generally dictates. Three, Chelsea are a mental club. But eventually they'll stop being they'll stop doing that and they'll be up there. Chelsea have won more trophies in the last two years than Spurs have ever won. Chelsea oh, That's not true. Ever. What? Ever won. Man, I'm just I'm being hyperbolic there, right, but you get my okay. point. Right. I don't know why I'm supporting Spurs so much. I just I don't see that logic personally. I don't think that you can say Davarea 
it's stupid to want to move from Brentford to Tottenham, but also be completely on board with Caicedo to Chelsea. I don't think Caicedo would want to move to Chelsea over Arsenal anymore, but if it's Brighton or Chelsea, Chelsea have a higher probability over the next four years of winning the title. Oh, yeah, Brighton. I get that. But then, you know, so does so Tottenham versus Brentford. Yeah, but I would argue that Tottenham's chance of winning the Premier League is like 3% and Brentford's is like 0% or 0.1%. I suppose Chelsea's we might be like ten percent. No, I won't. Tottenham have never won the Premier League, bro. I am worried about Chelsea next year. I think they've got rid of all too much of their core squad. They've got people like Enzo and Mudrick who've been there six months now. Expected Chelsea to, to is a bit it. of a social experiment. It, I reckon they're going to have the most like. But I just can't see it with Chelsea. I can't see Chelsea getting a strong start. I just can't. You know what I love about the Caicedo thing? This is proper tangent, by the way, guys. But it's pre-season, it's fine. Like. Apparently now Brian want 100 mil because of Declan Rice transfer and I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that too because it means that they've also doubled down on the fact they didn't get enough money for McAllister and they refused to let that happen. Oh, I love that so much. Well, imagine them bleeding 100 mil for Caicedo. That's incredible business. Also, <laughs> why haven't Chelsea learned their lesson from buying from Brighton already? They took Brighton's manager and Brighton's best player and neither of them worked out. Why would they go back? I know. You do feel like Caicedo is going to be a solid defensive mid whatever team you're playing in. But yes, but it's possible that he's just it is like very good. It's possible as well that Brighton, you know, like Colwell, for example, it's amazing for Brighton because of Brighton's style of play and because yeah. of Deserby. It's the same. I know? mean, Pascal Gross looks like the best player in the world sometimes when he plays for Brighton. Trossard did for a bit as well early in the season. Remember his hat-trick at Anfield? It's possible that no one should ever buy anyone for Brighton because it's all it's all a lie. But everyone, everyone has now. Well, yeah, we fucked it as well. <laughs> We've bought two, you yeah, bought one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fucking mugs. <laughs> Tony Blue's playing fucking poker with all of us. You do wonder, like... He's playing chess, we're playing checkers. Who are they going to buy? When Caicedo leaves, because you, you have a laugh, there. Bryson. Don't worry about it. You've never heard. No, of him I know. Anyway. Who's, the, who, who's the next? He's player? already there, bro. <laughs> He's know. already there. Who is it though? <laughs> you you know? don't need to know. Let's buy him before he becomes. He's the next already one. there, mate. I'd love to see their fucking right. Okay, this has been a tangent and a half. Right, right, Mason, Mason Mount. Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Mount United. You fucking ready this time? <laughs> uh, you know what? One more time. Just give me a con- no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Right, MM, Money Mount, United, fifty-five mil. I have to say. Early on, he looks good in red. He looks good in red. It feels weird. It feels almost wrong to see him in any other kit than Chelsea. I cannot believe that Chelsea have sold Mason Mount. I can't believe it either. Can you imagine two years ago this scenario unfolding? No. He was their most unsellable player. He was... He just won player of the season. Academy star. 22 years star old. Starboy. Star this is like Saka being sold in two years from I now. Know. For like 60 mil. I know. And like, can you imagine that scenario? Celebrating it as well. Yeah, it's nuts. This, I don't. Even, I still believe that a lot of Chelsea fans, the real Chelsea fans, have a problem with this transfer. I think there's a vocal minority on Twitter that seem to be celebrating it. I think there's a lot of people trying to rationalise it now. Just trying to come to the end of the day. No club sells their best homegrown talent below their market value. No serious club does that unless they have to. And arguably Chelsea had to because he's run down his contract, but you know, they kind of fucked that situation up. It's just, it's ridiculously dumb. Like, I can't think of any scenario. Like, imagine if like Barcelona just sold Pedri the summer for like 50 mil. You'd be like, what the actual fuck are they doing? I think it has to be said, he's come off the back of a pretty yes, but it, anonymous season. Yes, but that that is more just the malaise of Chelsea. You know that he's pretty good. Oh, I agree. 
but you know yeah, he's good. He should still be a core part of that team, and yet they just keep buying players to replace him constantly. Got Mudrik, got Fernandez. You know they all like work around him. Kunku. Well, Why not just put him in a place and then work around it? You know there was some interesting comments in his Man United interview when he signed, which was don't direct quote, but it was along these lines of once I knew I wasn't in Chelsea's plans for next season you know, it made sense to go to United. So it almost feels like they've either had a conversation where he's either not felt valued or they've outright just said, you know, like, you're just not going to be a big plan, big part, which is shocking if they've actually said that to him. Yeah, they have. Well, I don't think they rate him that highly. My understanding was that they made him an offer that was similar to Reese James's offer. Bear in mind, they both come through at the same time and they're both, I'd say, People think Reese James is better than he is, and I think people think Mason Mount is worse than he is overall. Absolutely, I think they're roughly in the same sort of Absolutely. level. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And Reese James is injured more than him. So well, I think that's the point. I think arguably you have Mason to pay Mount. Mason Mount more because he's always been available. Yeah, and yeah, Reese James is available fifty percent of the season. Yeah, average. they refused to sort of get near the Reese. They withdrew the offer, and then they offered him less. And so he's well within his right to be like, no, I think I'm worth this. It's like if you're offered a job and someone makes you an offer and then they give you a shitter offer what are you going to do are you just going to take it or are you going to be like no I don't accept that this is my value Yeah. and so I think it's fair enough for him to dictate also remember terms. when he first signed the most recent contract he'd signed was in I think in 2019 and it was it was a modest amount compared to most of Chelsea first teamers yeah so there's an element of also brinksmanship I think where you know he knows he's been underpaid compared to the rest of the team outperformed his salary massively Let's not forget, he assisted that winning goal in the Champions League and was a massive part of their Champions League run. Oh, I think everyone's forgotten about that. Yeah. It's nuts. all about the silky German, who also apparently Chelsea fans didn't rate now. Yeah, what a gooner. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a massive mistake, personally. I don't think... I don't think this is a good scenario. Well, this is why I can't see Chelsea beat... I can't take Chelsea seriously. Because you think of the, the players have lost Loftus-Cheek. I mean, that's not a big loss. No, but you lose these academy graduates. You lose a sense of... Is this same in any business? Like, if you lose core people who have been at the business so long and you bring in all these new people, what is your culture anymore? Well, they, their culture is... I don't know what their culture is anymore. But you know what I mean? Like, there always has to be a core. You look at Liverpool's winning season. You look at even Man City. There is a core of players. Yeah. Kyle Walker. Yeah. Fair you enough, they turn over slowly for that reason. If you have a winning mentality, you don't ever break it up. You no. add to it slowly no. and consistently and you build from the top and you make sure you're you don't just forward. purge like you don't just purge it you don't purge your whole team like, who 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 Chelsea lost they've lost Kante yeah. Havertz Mason Mount I think the biggest loss is Azpilicueta from a Azpi. you know, all these massive characters who know what Chelsea you can talk about Chelsea's winning past who out of this team left really knows anything about Chelsea's winning yeah who is who is an old school Chelsea player currently I guess it's just well, Reese James now. It's just Reece it's James. just Reece James, but even he's fairly recent. Yeah, I just think they've they've they've. I just think it's going to take at least six months for them all to gel again with a new manager, and they're going to be in the same position come January, in my opinion. I yeah. think they'll be middling. Oh, I just I feel like Man United have got such a good good deal here. I do, and I can see him thriving under Ten Hag. I think yeah, he can replace 100%. Christian Eriksen in the long term. Yeah, in that midfield, so there's a spot there. And you know what? It'd be nice to see Mason Mount get back to the level he was at. A couple of years ago. I'm a big fan. At one point, I was really hoping he'd join Liverpool. I'm happy with the McAllister deal because it was such good terms, but... I think anyone... I would have been very Mount. happy with Mason Mount instead. I would have taken Mason Mount, for sure. I can't see him in the England team anymore, though. He'll be in the squad. He'll always be in He'll the squad. He'll always be in the squad, but I can't see him in the first team. Though. No, but that's a good thing. That's because our team is so fucking good now. Yeah, that's crazy that we're saying that. Yeah. Right. 
On to another England player who will be in the squads but never in the team. James Madison has gone to Spurs. Feels like he's the most Spurs player ever somehow. Slightly, slightly mercurial, I'd say. And 40 mil seems a good price. But I, I read 40 mil is the most money anyone's ever paid for a relegated player. Yeah, well, we, we but said it's a special case because Leicester should have never been relegated. No, Leicester so. have some sellable assets. It would they? have been like if Chelsea got relegated; those records would have been smashed. Like, yeah, there's no right for them to go down. Uh, but Leicester always had some assets, and forty mil seems like a a good deal in this market. I think, for, it, I think it's low. Yeah, I think fifty mil is probably fair market value. So I think they always knew. Levy's done well there. He has, and I think all Spurs fans are pretty excited. I think he's a he's, he's a player that will bring a lot to that team. Because you know, think when Ben, ben Tanker got his ACL, yeah. they just dropped off, didn't they? Because they didn't have any energy in the midfield. Well, so. their midfield was so dire. Excuse the pun. I think without Son being at his top, that really made an impact in creativity on that team because it all relied on deep line Harry Kane. Well, yeah, it's Harry Kane having to play the ball through to himself and then get on the end of it. It was a joke. Well, like Kulisevsky was good in flashes, but... <laughs> Kulisevsky was bad past October. He was. <laughs> he was. I don't know what happened to him. I was convinced he was going to be the best winger in the world and, uh, in September. I don't know what happened. It was, yeah, it was weird. They'd all dropped off. Yeah. So I think Madison, he's a quality player, Madison. I would have been happy at him at Arsenal. I remember that season when it was Odegaard and Madison and I was leaning towards Madison. Yeah, he's a really good player. So I, think, high esteem. I think it's just a good transfer round. I feel like Spurs makes a lot of sense. That's roughly his level. Like, top half, but not Champions League. Even though his numbers, there's something about him that's not, not it. And that might just be his reputation. I don't know. But is he going to win anything? No. But is he going to be really good and get good numbers? Yeah. I think so. I think so. And maybe it'll go some way to convincing Harry Kane to... I don't think signing James Madison would convince me. I wouldn't either. That, that I'm I trying to be diplomatic here for the, the poor. The Spurs fans have been through the ring in the last 12 months. Actually, you know what? They've given us so much slack. Everyone's given us... I don't know why I'm being so nice today to all these other people. I don't like, know. Maybe it's because it's Sunday. Yeah. Sunday evening. You know what it is? Chill. It just gets lonely at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to be this good. So Yeah, it's, it is tough when everyone's outside the walls yeah. just shouting up at you. Shit wall, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Man City are in the tower. The gleaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gleaming tower with yeah, all their yeah, riches. Yeah. Yeah. You're inside the castle. Yeah, the yeah, tower. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, Chelsea fans. We got pushed out the shoes. That was our castle. Squabbling for bread. Let them eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Overall, I think everyone's just, yeah, Madison's a solid bit of business. Yeah, I think that's the best way to frame it, isn't it? He's going to improve their squad. Yeah. He's certainly... He's a starting player. He's a starting player. Their midfield was horrendous uh-huh. last season at times. Completely devoid of any creativity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Purely functional. Benton Kerr can't just keep coming through with clutch goals in the 90th minute. No. So... Share the load. It makes a lot of sense and it will ease the burden when Harry Kane goes to Bayern Munich. Nice. And that's where we're ending it, folks. Today, folks. <laughs> today, as of an hour ago, Bayern Munich have popped in a 80 million euro plus add-ons bid for Harry Kane. Their second bid this summer. Daniel Levy's playing a game here. He's encouraging the bids. It's, I don't know why. Why would you come in at 80 mil? He's just fucking. He's going to reject it. He's going to reject it, isn't he? Yeah. Unless Harry Kane forces the move. He already tried that with City. <laughs> Didn't want happening. Let me ask you a question though. If you're Bayern Munich, isn't it better to crank up the pressure on the club slowly? Yeah, I forget that. We've got loads of time. They've got loads of time. Get Harry Kane proper unsettled. Get the Spurs fans all rattled. Slowly inch up and then put in one more bid. 
Once once Spurs fans have made think, peace with it, do you think they'll go up to ninety 100? mil? Do you reckon they're ninety plus ten? Yeah. With a player one year left at 30, like, you have to take that, in my opinion. I think it's already you have to take it. I know that Bayern have got probably one more bid in them, but Jesus. You don't look if weak, I was playing football manager and I was 30 year old Harry Kane, I've got an 80 mil bid, I'd be like, yes, get out. I know, but life's not simple, is it? Well, no, because Spurs can't, will never get a player as good as Harry Kane. No, exactly. no offence, but Harry Kane is by far the best player Spurs have had, in my lifetime anyway, mm. and one of the best single players I've ever seen, so. If they're going to spunk 60 mil of this hurricane money on another Richarlison, then I can understand why mm. they're hesitant to let him go. Right. Devil's advocate here. And it's probably bollocks. Could there be an element of once they let Harry Kane go, they improve as a team? No. You don't think so? I actually don't think... You don't think there's like a like a Cristiano Ronaldo effect with Harry Kane? No, I actually don't. <laughs> I, really, I really wish I could say something nice here. But he's so much better than everyone else in that team. It's not like I look at, I don't know, who the fuck is even there? Kulisevsky's quite good. Ricky! It's not like I look at Richarlison and go, yeah, he's going to bang All right, here's my argument with Richarlison, right? He obviously can't play in his favourite centre-forward position because Harry Kane's there. He, he, he's good for 10 goals a season. If he plays in his favourite position. But 40 games, 10 goals. You know, yeah, but if he plays centre-forward, who's to say that he couldn't score 20? Yeah, he could do. But Harry Kane will. <laughs> I know. I know, but Harry Kane's going to go next year on a free anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. Let's say Harry Kane was your player and he's in the same situation mm. and you know he wants to leave because we know Harry Kane wants to leave. Yeah. Would you rather keep him for another year against his will and get 20, 30 goals to get eight for ninth or would you rather reinvest 100 mil to the future and get eight for ninth maybe? But I'd sell him, you know. It would be hard, but I think I'd sell him only because... You might as well get the money if the outcome's the same. You know what it is. And it's not like Spurs are in a position where they're like, oh, if we don't go big this season, we're going to drop off. They're already off. Exactly. There's, that's that's not my like, thinking. It's not, not like, like they've got a Champions League. It's not like they've got Europe this yeah, season. Yeah, it's not like they go, oh, one more push to win the Premier League. Like, there's fucking nothing to play for, already. Might as well do the revamp now. Yeah, and you've got a new manager. Yeah. Right? Give him the money. Yeah. Get that's him. like a 200 mil war chest when mm-hmm. you include money they already have. Mm-hmm. Sign like four players. There must be a youngster in there. They can, they can do something. I mean, they need a new goalie. They've done that, I guess. They need a new defence. The Hurricane money can sort that out. Let's see how Charleston does a centre forward with Son and Kulisevsky. The medicine sounds right. Get one more centre forward. Says yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. If I was them, I'd go balls to the wall and get Ferguson from Brighton. Okay, he looks like that's not thing. happening. That's I forgot about Ferguson. He's such a good centre forward as well. Do you know what I mean? But then, no, Brighton won't sell him. He's no, not ready to be sold. He's no, got another season. He's yet. not ready to be sold. Brighton have shown that there's a price for everyone. They have. They have, to be fair. And there's not a lot of good centre-forwards available, or just by Jonathan David, because everyone knows he's going to get a big move and he's going to be good at some point. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they should let him go. Uh, I'll be, I think Spurs fans want to keep him just because they love Harry Kane. And without Harry Kane, there's probably a bit of an identity crisis as to what they are as a team. Well, Eric Dyer is their longest serving player at that point. Says it up. Says it all, really, I think. Yeah. Actually, but you know, it Harry Kane, nice when you cling on to someone like he's a talisman, he's like, he is a world class player. Yeah. You know, arguably, Arsenal don't have a player as big as Harry Kane. Liverpool, arguably, don't have a player <laughs> as big as Harry Kane. We do, mate. We've got Mo Salah. Okay, yeah, you got Mo. That's fair. That's fair. But you know what I mean? Like, he is talismanic yeah. in that sense. And I yeah, get what... Is. It's shades of RVP to United. Obviously, it's different. But one year left, 
Yeah. Coming to 30, clearly the best striker in the league, hasn't won any major trophies, not going to compete with the team he's at. The worst thing about it. all of this is that he could just get injured and then he'll just be out for the season. He's robust though, isn't he? He is robust, but it's just like, everyone's robust or everyone's looking good until they're not. It's like, oh, who was that player? I can't remember. You know, sometimes you get like a big offer. Oh, Adama Traore, for example. It's like, there was, a, there was a bid of like 50 mil for him and they turned it down. And now he's just left on a free transfer like two seasons later. And you think like, sometimes thinking something's going to happen in the future is always wishful thinking. Yeah, I mean... There's and a, like, this is peak value for Harry Kane. I have to say, Harry Kane's more of a surefire better than a Dharma Trail. <laughs> yeah, but 80 mil with one year left. This is the peak right now. He will sign a pre-contract at the end of the year. And that'll be the end. Might as well just get the money. Move on. Get over it. No, agreed. I agree. I agree, but Spurs fans don't. All so. they'll do is just piss around until the end of the summer and then just fucking, yeah, just lose. This is the money. thing. If they carry on the saga, there's less time to find people, less time to integrate. There's all the knock-on effects. Like, ideally, you want to get your stuff done sorted nice and early for pre-season, but it's obviously not like that in real life. But. Yeah. Well, there you go. Inconclusive. We're going to leave it there. That is from the back seat season two. We're going to be back at some point. It's a bit. It's a bit more fluid in the in the preseason. Yeah, to be honest, it's, there's less to do, so it makes sense to do the episodes a bit more frequently, so that they can be packed full of juicy knowledge. Yeah, not just armchair opinions. No, 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 no. Season two, season two, profesh. Right. Thanks for that. Good boy. Bye.